Alrighty, guys, Andrew Bobros here. As you can see, I am in a hotel. I'm driving back to Utah right now. But I wanted to go through Brandon Staley's notes from uh, the ownership meeting in Phoenix. It actually occurred, I believe, a couple days ago. And uh, I wanted to talk about Brandon Staley, what his, was going on, what he's talking about in free agency, signing Kendricks, Austin Eckler, guys, all the above. There's a lot to get into. So let's get into it. Let's go. All right, guys, as always, Andrew Bolpros. And uh, before I get into this uh, video, um, we James and I are actually going to be uh, on a video with Josh Palmer tomorrow. And so we're going to give you kind of our notes on that probably Thursday uh, or maybe even go live right after the video and give our just initial thoughts about the interview with Josh Palmer tomorrow if we have time. Um, and, uh, you know, anyways, it's pretty interesting. We, we very graciously we're given the ability to join this thread and i'm really curious to see what josh palmer talks about uh, for about 30 minutes so we're going to take some copious notes we want to share them with you guys moving forward so let's get into it guys so again i want to show you this is really the youtube video here and it's in, in the description below guys check out this video listen to the entire video it's about 35 minutes or so long brand said is a great job explaining where this team is and where this team is going why the team did not sign drew tranquil why we signed Eric Kendricks, talked quite a bit about Austin Eckler. So let's get into that conversation as well. And this is really the main point and the crux of the conversation I want to get into today. Now, the main thing is, um, look, it's interesting because I've had so many conversations with people about Brandon Silly specifically. A lot of people like him, dislike him. He's a very polarizing type of figure. I've gone on record by saying I really like Brandon Silly. Now, I, I like Brandon Silly because he's a leader. If you watch this video about uh, the way he's communicating with these reporters, you know, it's clear he understands players and people. Now, you can agree or disagree with me. Bill Belichick was the type of guy, I don't care. You know, hey, you're the player. I'm the coach. We don't need to be friends. Brandon Staley takes an opportunist approach on that. I, I really do like the way he's coaching this team. And I really think it's nice because Tom Telesco and Brandon Staley are on the same page. They talk quite a bit about this. Um, and so I'm going to go through some of the notes and – really why I think he's a good head coach. And again, I love looking at this because to me, this is kind of like reading the tea leaves. Okay. This is going to give us insight into the draft. This is going to let us know where this team's going to look like coming into the new season. Um, there's a lot to be gleaned from the videos like this and also notes like this. And my boy, Eric Smith did a really good job of summarizing what really mattered um, in this 30 minutes. So watch the video if you want. I personally, I've seen it twice. I think it's amazing. But I think his notes really give you the, the, the main important parts. And I'm going to go through it, give you my ideas and my thoughts, and kind of read the, the tea leaves of what Brandon Staley is really saying here. So, again, the annual meeting is in, un, underway at Phoenix. So all these, you know, different, uh, you know, folks and owners are there. Um, it's going to be pretty interesting to see kind of what comes out of it from the rest of the league. But first off, in this article, they talk quite a bit about Eckler. Now, again, Eckler is the conversation that really matters moving forward. It's really interesting when I think about Eckler, right? Everyone wants Eckler back. Now, let me, let me be very clear. I want Eckler back. I would rather him be on our team than not be on our team, right? Because he's such a great weapon. Having said that, it's tough, right? And again, Brandon Staley, you know, was very clear. Like, there's plenty of respect um, from both sides of the conversation, right? Obviously, the Chargers respect Eckler's camp. Eckler respects the Chargers. You know, if you watch the video my brother did, I think, last week, um, you know, Eckler wants to be a Charger, right? It's very clear. But again, I promise you the Chargers are wanting a second-round pick at least. Remember when we got Khalil Mack? 
Klimak, you know, we got a second round pick for Klimak. We had to trade that away, right, to the Bears. And so we at least want a second round pick. Now people are going to say, look, the problem is is running backs don't have a lot of value nowadays um, in the NFL, or at least they're not given a lot of value. Um, But it's interesting because Austin Eckler is really sort of pushing against that dynamic because he's really not a running back, right? He's really more of a hybrid. I've said this over and over again. He's really not a true running back. He's more of a hybrid, um, you know, Debo Samuel type, right? So, but it's very interesting to see. And I think, you know, bottom line, guys, my prediction is, is Austin Eckler will be back. If he's not back, we're going to get a second round pick and maybe a fourth round pick, or maybe just a second round pick, which I would be unhappy with. I think he deserves more than that. And I think the Chargers would deserve more than that because he's that good of a leader and, and a good leader in the locker room in general, guys. I mean, he's just a fantastic guy. So again, um, again, there's a lot of understanding and we are going through the process. Brandon C likes to say that. He says it quite a few times during this interview. So that's a reoccurring theme. It's kind of like training positive, all the above, right? That's the whole point, right? I mean, there's a lot he talks about in this. Um, you know, everyone wants him to be part of the team. You know, again, he scored 38 touchdowns last two years, 32 yards running from scrim. I mean, come on, guys. Like, the guy is an absolute beast. We want him here. But look, at the end of the day, and we've said this before, you know, he'll be 28 when the season starts. This is probably his last contract before he retires and goes on to to do whatever he's going to do moving forward. Um, You know, but again, this is part of the business in the NFL, right? We're going to talk about another player that no longer is on this team. I think you know who that is, Drew Tranquil. But again, Business decisions are are made to be, um, you know, they're they're important, right? But, you know, he's got to make a decision for himself, and the Chargers got to make a decision for the team. So that's just kind of the way things go. Um, anyways, so the other thing that's interesting, they didn't talk about running backs, drafts, anything like that. They talk about it a little bit later on here, but again, let's be reminded. Let's say Austin Eckler does leave. We still got Joshua Kelly, <laughs> nice nice typo here, um, Isaiah Spiller, and. Um, and again, you know, we, we still have Roundtree, right? Um, unless he got released, I'm not quite sure at this point. But again, Joshua Kelly and Isaiah Spiller, okay, not too bad running backs to have. A little bit unproven, of course, as we know. But at the end of the day, I still think Isaiah Spiller and Josh Kelly just need more touches, and they need the line to be a little more cohesive. I'm going to talk a little bit more about that a little down the road because there's some really cool uh, things that have been lightly discussed, and I think it's going to be interesting for the running game moving forward with uh, Kellen Moore. Um, so, anyways... So then he, then he did bring the question up. Okay, well, what if Eckler's not here? I mean, we haven't even thought that far ahead. He's under contract, okay? The, 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 the fact of the matter is Brandon Staley specifically says we want to get this done, okay? Now, I think it will get done. My point is about Austin Eckler is that, again, he wants to get paid more money. He sees the amount of dollars that are available through the restructuring of the contracts. He says, hey, I need a piece of that. And rightfully so, he's outplaying his contract. But the point is, you know, you know, we've lived up to what we've given him, and then you know, and he's lived up and given us more than than we've paid him for in his mind. And he's right, though, right? He's absolutely right. So both sides are correct. The reality is, it's a negotiation at this point. Now, the way I see it, um, let's say we get John Johnson, which I do hope we still get because I would love to have another veteran safety back there. Um, you get John Johnson. Then you get uh, Derwin James back there. Once that contract is set and they have dollars left over for uh, the draft picks, then I would say, hey, Eckler, here's th- this is the rest of the money. You're our guy. We want you back. What do you think? You know, and he's probably wanting around nine to $10 million a year guaranteed. So he probably wants a three year, probably $30 million, uh, you know, 
contract. Probably want more than that, of course, but I think that's probably what the Chargers will end up giving him, at least, you know, the way I'm doing the math, back of the napkin math in my mind. Now, so again, we'll see what happens there. But one of the biggest additions also was uh, Kendricks, right? I know, um, you know, Kendricks is, I found this a bit odd, right? Because I, to me, I really kind of felt like, I really felt like we should have kept Drew Tranquil. But the problem is, Tranquil's good. Um, he had a great season. Um, I think I think he had a I think the arguments could be made that Drew Tranquil had a great season because we had so many injuries on the defensive line. I actually really do believe that, right? And and again, was Drew Tranquil great? Yes. But I think he was kind of in a in a, in a similar way when we talk about Austin Eckler, Drew Tranquil was kind of thrown into getting that many um tackles, getting that, you know, playing a larger, more pivotal role because of the situation, because of the injury of Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert checked the ball down to Austin Eckler a ton last season, right? And so there's a lot to be said about Drew Tranquil. Okay, well, is this a one-off season, or is there anything? What's his upside compared to other people? Well, it's very it's very interesting because this article specifically tells us the reason why Drew Tranquil's not here is because Eric Kendricks became available. It's more about the opportunity to onboard Eric Kendricks. So basically, Brandon said they made a decision. We would rather have Eric Hendricks than Drew Tranquil. Now, that makes it's become very clear to me. That's why Drew Tranquil probably signed with Chiefs, right? They just won a Super Bowl. You got Pat Mahomes. You got all this. Hey, look, at the end of the day, hey, why not go to a, a you know championship caliber team? But it's a bit of a slap in the face to Drew Tranquil. I completely get that, and it sucks. But again, again. Very appreciate Drew. Drew played well for us, and best of luck to Kansas City. And again, it's, again, Kansas, you're talking about a tough part in the NFL, yada, yada. But then he just has this glowing, you know, rant about how amazing Eric Hendricks is. And again, guys, let's make no mis- – the league does not value linebackers and running backs. Very clear. We're talking about two people right in a row, Austin Eckler and Kendricks. These are two positions that, quite frankly – Middle linebackers do not get paid the same amount of money as you know edge rushers or you know potentially even some defensive linemen, right? You know, um, again, all pro, pro bowler, nine hundred plus career tackles, elite player against run and pass. And by the way, Tranquil was not great against the run. We were horrible against the run last year. So again, when you think about okay, do I want to give an, a, a long term contract to Tranquil, but I can get Eric Kendricks? Ooh. I could see why the Chargers did what they did, guys. I mean, as much as I'm not happy with it, I think it makes sense. But what do you guys think? Do you think the Chargers made a bad decision by not re-signing Drew Tranquil and uh, and picking up Kendricks? To me right now, I kind of feel a little split. I'm a little 50-50, but I'm also biased because I really like Drew Tranquil. So, um, But again, make no mistake, he is one of the most complete linebackers in the last decade. I agree with that 100%. Kendricks, when he's on his game, that guy is the man. The man. Now, the other thing that I would say about this as well, too, and one little tidbit I want to add is maybe he will help K9, right? K9 has all the talent, has all the talent. But, man, for some reason, that guy just cannot seem to figure it out, right? And I don't understand what is missing with him in his mind to figure out the run and the pass. He just has not figured that out. So my hope is with a veteran like Hendricks, he can help him, coach him up, be an on-field kind of commander for him to help him try to move his game to the next level because that's really what he needs, right? Look, instincts, diagnosis, he's a true commander. 
He also runs the green dot. And, nor, and there is some discussion that he might run the green dot potentially next season as well. So it's interesting. Tackling machine. Again, continues to talk on and on about this. Again, I listened to the, I watched the video twice, read this article a couple times, but it's really interesting. So again, championship guy, he's a deep, absolutely amazing. He clearly, clearly Brandon Staley loves Eric Hendricks and wanted him here in any way. So again, final note, Staley had not dis, said a decision hasn't been made whether or not Kendrick should wear the green dot and call defensive plays. Um, but that's a natural part of his game. So we'll see, you know, we'll see how that plays out again. I think I like, I actually personally don't like Derwin James calling plays because I, I just don't think that's really what he should do. I think he should be up there just being a playmaker. I, I kind of like him running around a little bit more free. So we'll see what happens with that as well, too. So I'm, I'm very curious to see how this will play out. Um, if I had to guess, I would probably say Kendricks probably will. Uh, I'm sure there'll be a conversation around understanding the defense before, of course, they give him the green dot because he's got to run the defense completely. So, um, so thoughts on the 21st pick. Anyways, very interesting situation. This is more like the 17th because there's going to be four quarterbacks most likely taken in the first round. So, and by the time we get down to 21st, you know, simple math, we're going to be probably 17. So, again, he talked quite a bit about this, right, that the draft we're picking is wide open. Again, we know there's lots of tight ends, very good value in running backs right now. There's a ton of great running backs in this entire draft class. Uh, moving forward. Um, again, he talks about number 17, but there's a ton of value. Uh, now, I'm going to give you my prediction on the draft. Um, I think there's two scenarios that we're going to see. We may trade down because, and again, they're talking about this. There's a lot, a lot of depth in the draft. And, and they actually think that really in the second round, there's a lot of draft capital. So so I'm going to give you a scenario. Most of the, most of the uh, mock drafts that I've done and I haven't even shared. We'll probably talk about it again more next week when the draft is a little bit more close and more relevant. Um, but trade-down scenarios make a lot of sense to me. But if you trade the 21st pick, maybe get an early or maybe a late first round and then maybe a second and a third, because that's what it would take, guys, to get the number 17th pick, it would probably be something like that. So we could pick up two additional picks, excuse me, two additional picks, and have a late, uh, a late uh, maybe, you know, uh, round pick, uh, first round pick. Um, I would say this still, I still am on the train that we're going to re-sign Eckler. If we re-sign Eckler, B. John Robinson most likely will not be signed. I think we'll go get a wide receiver and we will go get a tight end on our first two picks. And then we'll get more depth as we go down the list. That's just my prediction, guys. I do think a trade down scenario is very likely. If we don't trade down, we'll probably get a tight end or wide receiver first, whoever's on the board. Um, and then we go from there. And then yeah, that's just borrowing. We signed Eckler, which I do think we're going to sign Eckler uh, this season. So um, very interesting to see. And guys, we are planning on doing a live episode of the draft as well, too. So we're talking to a lot of the other podcasters um, out of your Falcon mind, all the folks from um, Wild Wild West podcast, all that. So we, we are going to be doing a live uh, of the draft. So, you know, stay tuned for that. Anyway, so. Some photos, Justin Herbert's birthday. Again, we all love Justin Herbert. I mean, we can go through this. Just take a look at these. You know, he's just such a stud. So happy to have him. By the way, Brandon Silly does talk quite a bit about Justin Herbert moving forward here and, and getting his contract signed. Um, but again, 25 pictures of him. This is probably the playoff game, which was, yeah, extremely frustrating, as we all know. So let's talk about some offensive spots. Now, again, this is kind of why I really do believe that we may sign a wide receiver and a tight end. Again, a huge tight end class, but we got a few good wide receivers here as well, too. So I'm kind of curious to see where this plays out now. Um, so 
Staley talked about offense quite a bit. This is interesting, and this is why I really do think we're going to get a wide receiver to tie in. Again, we have Kellen Moore here. Kellen Moore um, is going to be asking for some people. Talk quite a bit. Brandon Staley on, in this video talked quite a bit about our tight ends. He's very happy with our tight end room. But why are we going to want to get another one? Well, Kellen Moore really likes tight ends. And we all seen the injuries with Donald Parham. Yes, he signed for very you know minimal contract. But bottom line, there's a lot of value in this draft class in tight ends. And, and I'm talking second and third rounds, maybe even fourth rounds. So we could get a lot of tight ends here. Now, Stone Smart's here. He's specifically talking about Stone Smart. We got Donald Parham. Obviously, Gerald Everett had, had a career year. Amazing. He's out playing his contract as well. I'm almost surprised he hasn't been asking for more money. Um, but again, Staley said this very specifically. It's a scoring league. You have to score the ball to win. Now, I've been reading a lot into this because a lot of discussion has been, you know, maybe we do go get a B. John Robinson as well, too, and get a wide receiver and a tight end and just give Herbert all the offensive weapons we possibly can. I know the uh, Chargers Weekly talk about that. Matt Money Smith talks about it all the time. Let's just go get, let's just go get everything. Just light up the scoreboard. That's what that's what Kellen Moore wants to do. So that may be the case of this draft this season. I kind of doubt that. But, you know, getting a guy like Kendricks, you're shoring up the linebacker room, right? Our defensive line room looks pretty decent. Fajoko's still out there. I think we might get him signed. Who knows, right, with whatever money's left over. With the offensive in mind, there are some key spots. Now, I'm going to go into this real quick. I'm going to talk about the linemen real fast because there's a pretty cool little little bit that uh, James shared with uh, Kyle and I yesterday. And it was talking a little bit about um, what the linemen are going to look like potentially next year. And Tom Telesco specifically talked about uh, reports that Zion Johnson will most likely move to left guard. Again, we, we lost Matt Filer, where he played in college. Slater's, uh, Slater, Rashawn Slater's uh, going to, uh, I'm sorry, uh, Jamari Sawyer, excuse me, going to right guard per Eric Smith. So it would left tackle uh, Slater. Left, left guard, Zion Johnson, Corey, uh, center, right guard, Jamari Sawyer, right tackle, Trey Pipkins. And guys, I think a big part of that, and I was, go- I was going back and forth with my brothers about this um, yesterday. We were talking quite a bit about the offensive line. I think the thing that's nice about that, they're their natural positions for those players. And the good thing is, Again, we were abysmal in the running game last season. And a big part of the running game is also pulling your guards, right? And the cool thing about that is you have some big bodies. Zion Johnson is extremely strong. Jamari is extremely strong. Just so you know, Zion Johnson was one of the strongest guys in the draft. Jamari was one of the strongest guys in the draft. Those two guys can pull either way, left, right, left, right, open holes for Austin Eckler. Again, I do believe Austin Eckler will be back for this this next season. I think our running game will improve. I think it, no matter what will improve because of Kellen Moore, but that natural formation of that line will be much better for us moving forward into this next season, and we'll have a much improved running game, which is pretty exciting. So, Chargers brought back right tackle Trey Pipkins. Again, we released Mass Filer. Again, there's depth behind that as well, too. I know my brother talked a bit, James talked quite a bit about that, but we got Hymas. We got a few other folks behind there. Um, Foster... Morell, I believe is I always forget his name. I always get Foster, Foster Sorrell and Foster Morell, right? And Morell's the, the lineman. Um, we got some good depth, guys. I mean, so I'm excited to see what we have. Now, um, speaking of depth, and I didn't really talk about this, and I'm going back looking at my notes on the side. The 
draft, again, last season, a lot of people talk about how Tom Telesco is a horrible drafter. I'm going to be very clear about Tom Telesco and the draft from last season, this season, and most likely next season. With all the veterans we're bringing in, guys, we have a pretty good understanding of what our team is going to look like day one, period. We just know what our team is going to be. So when you're drafting now, you're not drafting for today. You're drafting for tomorrow or the next season, right? So you see guys like JT Woods, who we drafted last season, Jamari or uh, Isaiah Spiller last season. Those are guys that are probably going to potentially take a role this season. You're seeing this now. What if Eckler does sign with another team or, you know, he's gone, right? We get a second or third round pick. Well, great. Probably B. John Robinson becomes a part of the conversation. Now we have depth in running back with Spiller um, and Joshua Kelly. The reality is this. We are drafting now 100% last season, this season, and the next season for draft or for depth, 100% depth. Um, and we have these veterans in front. And the nice thing about that would be those, those veterans can hopefully teach some of these guys how to actually play their positions proper, like a JT Woods, help them learn how to tackle. He had some problems last season. So, again, I think that's a big part of what's happening. So I do suspect we're probably just going to get best available players across the board. Um, I don't suspect a lot of our, our drafts this season are really going to be, you know, major contributors. You never really know, especially if we trade down. You know, but but again, depth is really what you're going to be seeing in the draft this season. So, you know, we'll see how it plays out, right? I think um, it's going to be very interesting to see um, how we end up going with the draft. But again, the nice thing is, I think we know who our offensive line is going to be. I think we'll probably get an offensive lineman at some point, maybe even a def defensive lineman at some point in the draft. But I think we're going to get pick and choose a lot of players for depth, most likely. Now, again. I think the two splash players that I think we'll get will probably be a wide receiver and a tight end. And I think those players will potentially have some, some real value for us the next season. Um, again, you got a guy like Zion Johnson, Corey Lindsley. And again, I, one thing I will say too, I think Zion Johnson, if Corey Lindsley, when we start having to liquidate some of this team because we're getting older uh, and we probably won't resign Corey Lindsley uh, moving forward, Zion most likely will probably take the center position over. At least that's one of my predictions. He did play Sam Center at Boston College, so that, that could be an interesting you know, thing moving forward. Um, so he does talk about the draft, and I got, I got a little ahead of myself here. Um, we like where we're at right now. I feel like the investment in, in our drafts, um, my first two years, the belief system in investing our offensive line is really paying off. Again, depth, right? That's an important part of what we need here with this team. Um, and again, he says, I'm really proud of where we're at right now. And then it's the offensive line. I think, I think across the board, guys, this team has depth everywhere. I, 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 don't, I don't really see a lot of holes, right? I mean, think of how I – mean, I'm saying we're going to get a wide receiver and a tight end. We have three amazing wide receivers. Again, we're interviewing one of them tomorrow, uh, Josh Palmer, right? And so do we really need another wide receiver? And I think the answer is yes, because Justin Herbert needs a, a tight end and a wide receiver – that he can build his career around, right? And get, you know, the, uh, you know, Phil Rivers to uh, Antonio Gates kind of connections or LT to, you know, Phil Rivers connection, right? So he needs, we need some guys like that, that, that can really have a pedigree with Justin Herbert moving forward. Now, speaking of Justin Herbert, we're talking about Justin Herbert right now. So um, basically talking about his contract, those talks are ongoing. Again, we know that that is going to be a long-term relationship with the Chargers moving forward. Bottom line, Justin Herbert's going to be our, our guy. We're going to get the deal done. It's going to be done. It's going to be done. Now, again, let me let me just recap what the NFL does, right? 
Joe Burrow, Hurts. Most likely those guys will probably be signed prior to Justin Herbert, or we could re-sign him prematurely, which could happen. But again, where we sit now with basically our salary cap pretty much maxed out to the, you know, we're pretty much at the gills at this point, right? We are, we have pretty much, uh, <clears throat> well, there's not a lot left. We're probably going to let um, a few people go. Um, but again, we lose Eckler. We'll probably say what, $7 million. That would be an interesting thing. So if we lose Eckler, that might work out for us. <clears throat> but again, you have to ask yourself this question, you know, how much money is it going to take to resign Herbert? Again, we're talking $50 million a year, most likely, right? Burrow is probably $50 million a year. Hertz is probably $50 million a year. So, so again, guys, once those guys get signed, that makes it more clear what that dollar amount will be for Justin Herbert moving forward. And again, he's correct. These contracts are really complex. You're talking about a lot of different things. You're talking about guaranteed money. I mean, look, look at the disaster that's Lamar Jackson right now. That guy is all over the map. He doesn't have an agent and he's all over the map. So very interesting situation to see there. So, but one of the things that, that has been really lightly brushed over is that they re-signed Easton Stick. Um, you know, this is a really good quote about Easton Stick. Um, so I can't remember the way that the reporter phrased it in the actual video, but he basically said something like, ah, you know, we haven't really seen much of him uh, play, right? We don't know how good he is. Um, we're glad to have Easton Stick back. But Staley specifically says this, and we're going to wrap up the video here pretty shortly. You guys may have not seen him play, but we've seen him play. We believe in Stick. My first few years, he's gotten better and better. And I, I will agree with that, right? I think Easton Stick is a very good quarterback. He just hasn't had a shot at this point. And Staley continues to talk about that um, uh, longer term um, around really Kellen Moore uh, working with Cooper Rush when Dak Prescott went down. He went four and one with Cooper Rush, a guy they pretty much just signed off the bench at this point, right? He, you know, he, he did a great job with him. So my question, so I always ask myself this question, well, what would, let's say, heaven forbid, we have a, an injury with, with Herbert. He's out a couple of weeks. What if Easton Stick has to step in? Well, you know what? Kellen Moore has a great pedigree of making, um, you know, backup quarterbacks look good because his system is fairly simple, right? And it's not all about Justin Herbert doing everything, right? Lombardi was all about making everything work for Justin Herbert. Justin Herbert had to be perfect for them to succeed. But the way that Kellen Moore runs an offense, that's not the case. So uh, very interesting to see. I'm very excited to see um, Easton stick back. But again, we'll see where we go. Now, uh, we'll wrap up with J.C. Jackson. I just want to talk a little bit about him again. I've been very critical of J.C. Jackson. A lot of people give me some heat on this. Again, he... Up to this point, he's been a bit of a bust, right? I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna back down from that conversation. Um, we paid him a lot of money, and guys, he's the highest paid player on our team today. Okay, man's played two games, blew out his knee. Now, there's videos all over internet. The Chargers have released him. He's all over Twitter, showing his workouts. Um, uh, again, torn patella ten week seven. No timeline. He's in the facility day to day basis. I would suspect he'll probably be back. Um, you know, for the first game of the season, right? I really do believe that he will be back. He's got plenty of time. He's doing a lot of really good things right now um, with his knee. I think he will be okay. Um, anyways, talk a little bit more about Kellen Moore here. Um, this video is getting a little long. I don't want. I don't want to go too deep into this. So let's end the stream now. So my final thoughts, guys. I'm excited to see where this team goes. I think we have 
basically everything we need to be a championship team this season, right? I think it boils down to execution, our team staying healthy. The amount of injuries we've had these past seasons, just mind-bogglingly horrible, right? If this team can stay healthy, I think sky's the limit, guys. So I think the draft will be interesting. I think, again, the draft is going to be a 100% about just building depth on this team, adding more depth um, behind these veteran roster positions that we already currently have. And moving forward, guys, I think, you know, sky's the limit for this team. I think it's just a bottom line. We just got to stay healthy and continue going. And, guys, again, tomorrow James and I are going to be interviewing or on a video with Josh Palmer. We're going to take copious notes and give you that information on this specific video. So, uh, and again, guys, follow us on all the social medias. We're on everything. We're on Apple. We're on Google. We're on all the, we're on all the podcast spots. You can find us Spotify, all the above. Instagram, the Twitters, the Twitter sphere, Facebook, all the above. So whatever social media platform you want to find us on, check us out. That was a lot, guys. As always, Andrew Bopros. See you guys in the next one.